Welcome to Attachment Theory in Action. Our podcast is dedicated to parents of children struggling with the effects of trauma and attachment disorders and the caseworkers, coordinators, and other professionals who support them. Today, your host, Karen Doyle Buckwalter, will introduce you to author and blogger Sherry Eldridge, who will be sharing her experience as an adopted child and discuss her many publications, including her bestseller, 20 Things Adopted Kids Wish Their Adopted Parents Knew. So I am here today with Sherry Eldridge um, and um, looking forward to talking with her. Um, she is an author and blogger and she's going to share some other things that she does with us. But Sherry, welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having me, Karen. Yes. And could you share with the audience just a little bit about your background? Sure. Um, I was adopted at 10 days of age, um, grew up as an only child, um, always begged for a sibling, but never got one, <laughs> um, really had trouble as I was growing up. Um, I appeared to be successful and uh, well-adjusted, but I had like a double life, and I was stealing things, stealing clothes and um, scratching furniture, all the things that are um, characteristic of a child with attachment disorder. So my parents lived with that, <laughs> and I did, and, um, you know, grew up, I mean, back then, I was born in 1945, so um, back then it wasn't talked about or anything. So anyway, um, I have two adult daughters and six grandchildren, uh, ranging in age from 14 to 22. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, I love them to death. <laughs> and um, uh, let's see, when I was probably in my 20s, I started searching for my birth mother. When I gave birth to our daughters, I could not imagine how guilty she must feel mm. for placing me for adoption. And I just wanted to find her and tell her that she made a good choice and mm. that I had a good home and mm. so on, so on. So anyway, long story short, I found her at age 47 through an intermediary and uh, we reunited two weeks later. Wouldn't recommend that. <laughs> um, but what started out as a fairy tale reunion basically ended in rejection. Mm. When I, yeah, yeah. And that happens to a lot of adoptees. It doesn't mm -hmm. get talked about a lot, but, you know, back then when I was 47, that was a long time ago, because I'm 72 now, um, I came home, yeah, I came home and there was uh, nothing, you know, to help me understand what had happened to me. No literature or anything. Mm -hmm. So anyway, um, went through that. One of my big steps was to uh, say goodbye to her, to quit the, what do you call it, repetition compulsion of trying, 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 trying. It was like banging my head against a brick wall. And finally, I thought, 
you know, I don't have to do this. This hurts. And so I told her, I think it's time to say goodbye, and she agreed. And so I never heard from her again. Um, Then, five years later, five years ago, I met my birth brother, John Perry, and that was so wonderful. I mean, he, he adored me, and I adored him. Uh-huh. And I got to meet him once, um, and then he died very unexpectedly uh-huh. before I got to see him again. But that was just, I mean, I just, I got the sibling I wanted, right? Yes. <laughs> Later in life. It was, it, I know it was short-lived, but I guess you feel like that was such a gift. Oh, it was. It was. My husband and I were out there for a week. And I talked to him every day of his life, and every day he'd say, I love you with all my heart, sis. Oh, that's so beautiful. Yeah, he was so sweet. I just loved him. Yeah. So, So you definitely come to this with a lot of personal experience to be able to share in the books yeah. and speaking engagements and and your in your blog um the the book that i first discovered you and i know you have more things now and i, I uh, at the end i want to make sure that we share that with the listeners but is the 20 things adopted kids wish their parents knew uh-huh. that book um As a a therapist, I was reading it as a therapist working with adopted children and families, and that book just changed everything for me Um, because I I was under the impression that early on, I know better now, but if the kids aren't talking about these things or if they're not bringing these things up, then they're kind of okay. And what I got from that book was, like, it's all in there, whether they're saying it or not. So tell me right. a little about, you know, what led you to do that book and, and that sure. process. Excuse my, my horse throat. I've got a cold coming on. But, um, yes, well, when I was 40, about 40, we moved, we made a geographical move. I went into a clinical depression and was hospitalized for 10 days, not in good shape at all. And so after that, I went into counseling, and I started wrapping words around what I was feeling. And that is where the book came from. I also... No wonder it, like, so resonates with with adoptees and... Yeah. Because it it all came out of your experience. Yes. Yes, and um, I had a a friend... I have a friend um, who is an author, and I I also wrote a 70-page paper about it because... um, about my reunion experience. Uh, And so anyway, um, that kind of tied into it as well. Um, But she said, Sherry, I think this is book material. You need to contact my agent. And I thought, oh my gosh, I can't do that. I had no confidence at all. And so anyway, I contacted her and she said, well, you have much healing to do before you're ready to go out into the public. So, you know, I waited and I waited, and then two years later, I recontacted her, 
and within two weeks we had a contract from Random House, which was incredible. It still is oh, incredible. Amazing. I can't believe it. And yeah, that was such wise wise counsel for them to advise. You know, do more of your own healing, because I think when people put some of that out prematurely it feels too vulnerable and it's not a good thing um yeah so i'm I'm so glad you know that was factored in one of the things i always think about with your book there's kind of a slogan among therapists that one of the things that that we help people and we help families do is to speak the unspoken Uh, and to me this whole book is sort of that theme that you have spoke the unspoken for yourself and and others and it's just such such a beautiful beautiful piece of um work that you shared it's, and, and and to know and to know now know that it was so personal too yes to make yourself so to be so brave to be that vulnerable well, you know, and before that, Karen, before we made the geographical move and I went into the terrible depression and was in the hospital for 10 days, um, I, you know, I was very judgmental of people who um, got depressed. I mean, you just pull yourself up by the bootstraps, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the kind of person I was. Whoa, did I find out? You know that was not true, <laughs> and <laughs> all the all the um, the triggers for adoption were there. And you know what is interesting, maybe to you as a therapist too, is they never they never mentioned it in the hospital. And I don't know if they have that on intake interviews now at psychiatric stress centers or whatever, but it needs to be there. Because it's major. It is the core for me of every everything. Mm-hmm. That's, so that's such an important point because I think it can it can really be just either not mentioned at all or just glossed over, like yeah, you know, buried in there. Oh, by the way, this person's adopted, and and just like you're saying, it, it's huge. It is, and there's much work to be done, you know, to get that into the medical field, mm-hmm. I think. Yes, yes. And and so then what was the reception for the book? Um, well, the reception was, you know, it was good. A lot of people, like one of my friends said, I threw it over the couch. <laughs> I didn't like what you were saying. I got a, I got quite a bit of resistance because people weren't talking about those kind of feelings then. And so um, I think I became controversial because I was telling the truth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. But... But it still is still sold well, and it still is. I mean, it just blows my mind that a book that was published in 1999 is quite often in the top 10 for yes. 20 yes. on Amazon. It's unreal. Yes. So <laughs> I'm very I, thankful. I, I'm not surprised that you may have got resistance from... 
I could imagine adoption agencies, I could imagine adoptive uh -huh. parents, and I could even imagine adoptees. Like, that's not me. Like, yeah. don't put that on me. I'm fine. Um, I, I just keep thinking how brave you are, and um, that must have been hard, some of that response. Or, or how did you It was. That? Well, I knew that I had a message to tell, and I knew that it was true. And so um, I got really discouraged at one point. And one of the, my followers on Facebook or something wrote to me, and she said, Sherry, you're a pioneer. And she said, what you're going through is what all pioneers go through. And in 10 years, um, people will be you know, recognizing that, yes, this was the truth. And that that's what's happened. A lot of people have come back and said, I've gone back and reread your book, and now it makes sense to me. So, yeah, it, it, I really... Um, I, I really have done fine with the resistance, and it, it's it's just shocking to me still to go into a, an adoption agency to present to parents, and I will ask them, have you know? I tell them the hard stuff, you know, mm -hmm. that they can expect when they adopt, because mm -hmm. don't you want to know? You want to be prepared, right? Right. And a lot of them look at me like deer in the headlights, like. You know, I don't know. Nobody told us this. Mm -hmm. And that's enough to keep me going right there. Yeah. You yeah. know, and my the parents are my passion. Yes, yes. I want them to know the truth of what they're getting into. So, um, yeah, that's kind of how it developed. So, you know, as you were talking, I was reminded of that adage when the student is ready the teacher will appear because I oh. think some people just aren't ready for this uh -huh. you know, you're saying they went back later and read it and I right. think there has to be a level of, with adoptees and with adoptive parents and, and maybe the professional community of being ready to receive this um, yes. and I think sometimes I'm very passionate about working with parents too, but I think sometimes I have felt like the dream wrecker or something, you know, coming yeah. in and, and, and saying this and they, they don't want to receive it and they have formed a fantasy around how, like we all do, we all form fantasies around children and right. what that's going to be like and it's as though, you know, I'm, I'm trying to take that away from them and that's too painful for them or they can't go there or something have you experienced any of that yes of course I have I mean um, I've had people walk out of talks um, some are not ready and um, I, adoptive parents for the most part are not an easy crowd to talk to because they, the minute you say loss uh, a Jane Schooler says a steel wall goes up, and I believe that's true. You know, they don't, who of us really want to hear about loss and trauma and all those things, but it's necessary. There's a, there's a, um, a new 
group that I think is just making great strides with adoptive uh, parents, and that is Confessions of an Adoptive Parent. And they really, I mean, they they hit it head on. They help parents to understand, you know, the feelings that they're having and that they're not alone, that there's hope. And so um, I did a, a podcast with uh, Mike Berry, who's the head of that, not too long ago. And I told him some of my past that I told you about, you know, scratching furniture and stealing clothes. And, and he said, oh, my gosh, that's such an encouragement because that's what my kids do now. And look at you now, you're a real, you're, you seem to be a healthy person. <laughs> so, um he, you know, he has a new um, slant on things, and I really, really like it. So there's a blurb for confessions of an adoptive parent. Yes, thank you for sharing that. And, and, yes. And, and so, I mean, there's the two sides. There's the, you're talking about hard things, you're talking about loss. Um, at the same time, they're encouraged. Uh, by by like you came through this and and you're doing you're doing well and uh -huh. you're helping other people um i think that attachment issues trauma issues adoption issues like you said they've it's only more recently that it's being talked about in the adoption community and i think it hasn't been long enough that people can see people coming out the other side uh -huh. as much and so yeah. I imagine that's a very great encouragement to the families with your story yeah I hope so but you know I also have to add that it's a lifelong journey mm -hmm. I still Karen to this day struggle with things mm -hmm. related to adoption I have to reframe my thoughts very often mm -hmm. I can read rejection into things quite easily mm -hmm. <laughs> and um, I, I must say though that I don't have a problem with self-esteem I used to have no self-esteem but since God showed me who I am through his eyes a jewel um, I don't I have never struggled with it since he showed me that that's that's so good <laughs> uh, I love I just love to hear that you want to hear the story about how it happened? Yes, I do. Okay. Well, I was probably in my fifth therapist. I think I had seven altogether. And this was after my reunion. And um, she said, I don't think you've gotten in touch with your loss. I want you to go to a local hospital, go to the nursery, and look at the babies and pray and ask God to show you what you lost. So I did that. Nothing happened, no thunder or lightning or anything, no prayers answered. I came home, and on the way home, I just started sobbing. You know the kind of sobbing where you have to just pull off the like side of the road? Like just deep, <laughs> like deep primal stuff yeah, coming out. primal, that's good, just primal. And a word and a phrase came to mind. The word was jewel, and the phrase was on the day you were born. So I'm an avid Bible student. I came home and looked it up, and it was in Ezekiel 16, 4 to 7. 
and God was talking to the orphaned nation of Israel. So it, you know, it was relevant to orphaned me. And it goes something like this. On the day you were born, you were thrown out into an open field unwanted. But I, I, God, I came by and saw you lying there in your own blood. And I said to you, live, thrive like a plant in the field. And you did. You became a jewel among jewels. Oh, yes. Oh. So beautiful. I can still remember sitting, you know, cross-legged with the concordance in the Bible and just, you know, it was like a, a wave went over me and all that awful stuff that I, you know, thought about myself from the past was gone. And um, I'm just so thankful for that that moment. She had so much healing in that. Yes. Yeah, and, and what's so incredible that he God did with me is that he acknowledged the pain. And on the day you were born, you were thrown out into an open field. And I've had birth mothers, you know, get offended about that. And, you know, it's not really saying that she threw me out. No, it's just life circumstances. It's the circumstances of adoption that you experience loss, right? Yes. So, anyway, that's part of it. Yeah. But it is a lifelong journey. Yes. Well, Sherry, I already was a big fan of yours, and now talking to you and hearing your story and... Well, now I, I don't know. I guess now I'm a groupie. I don't know what to say. I'm just, I, I mean, I'm just so amazed at, 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 at all of it. It's, well, you know, it's, it's been God all the way, Karen, because every hard thing that I've been through, he's always given me a promise to hold on to. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's where my healing has come from. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, um... Yeah, I you know we're good friends now. I can yes. I can see your face and yes, well, I'm so glad that we've been able to connect. Yes, and here I'm like okay, like I want to do this podcast and get this out to other people. Your great work, and here I'm thinking I got so much out of this <laughs> myself. <laughs> Just hearing your courage and your strength and your willingness to speak the unspoken and to share your story and whether it was a popular one or not, you were going to be authentic to who you are and that's just so amazing. Well, I now name you my new publicist, okay? (laughs) (laughs) Sounds good. Good. Well, um, before I I let you go today, I wanted you to um, share, um, you know, uh, I I know you have other books now. You're you're blogging. You're doing a lot of things. And I want everyone to know what you have out there so they can just learn more about you. Well, um... Besides the original 20 things, there's the 20 things for parents. There's life-transforming choices. I've written a devotional, which I really encourage. is for both birth and adoptive parents. Okay. So if you, if you get it on, um, what do you call that? Kindle. Kindle. If you get it on Kindle, uh-huh. then you can read it in the, 
you know, while you're waiting for the kids in the parking lot. Right, And right. after school and feed your soul a little bit. So that was the last one. But I, I have one in the cooker right now. Um, I, I've written another children's book. Uh, and the other children's book is Forever Fingerprints. That's already in print. Okay. Uh, but the, the new one is called Little Branch Gets Adopted. And it's um, been taken by Markinson Press, and they've been so wonderful. They've let me, you know, choose the artist and everything. Okay. So I'm not sure when that's going to come out, but if people follow me on Facebook, I will keep them posted. Okay, good. Okay, so that's But it's a real story. It's a real story about Little Branch getting, you know, severed from the mama beautiful mama Mm -hmm. and you know put with another mama and Mm -hmm. what he goes through yes it it puts words for the children that they don't have okay so yeah yeah so the children so the second children's book now too and so people can find you on facebook they can yeah they can jerryeldridge.com uh-huh and they can find Uh you they can uh, your blog is great. You're you're committed and regular Thank with you. that. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, so that that's wonderful. And then of course, I know your books are on Amazon. Is there other where anywhere else people should look for the, for the books? I know they're on for the Amazon. books. Yeah. Amazon is the yeah, best Amazon's place. The best. Yeah. Okay. okay. They're the cheapest. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. Thank you so much for your time and thank and, you, Karen. Uh, this has just been like amazing. <laughs> so so it's great. It's been a blast. <laughs> I love it. I've got a I've got a new BFF. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Oh, so all right. Well, well, thank you so much again for for joining us today. Um, and and for for all the amazing work that you you've done in the adoption community. Thank you. Thank you for joining us for this edition of Attachment Theory in Action. We hope you'll join us again as we continue to explore attachment theory. Please follow our site, traumaattachmentcenter.com, for future podcasts, blogs, and training opportunities.